In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. She has to be with me in the morning. 
God bless. But it's live studio, so it's really cool. So I, I like it. And uh, anyway, but joining us all the way from the UK across the pond, from our future, I guess. I always, I think it's our future. Or is that past? I don't know. I'm so confused. Anyways, Mr. Parascience himself, Steve Parsons. Good. Well, I don't know. It's Thursday here, so good, good. Something. Morning. <laughs> good, good morning, Anne. Good morning, Ron. Good, good morning, Stephen. <laughs> it's four minutes past midnight. It's four minutes into Thursday. So you're coming from our future, is, is that correct? I am. I'm, I'm speaking to you from the future. Absolutely. And, and I've got a bone to pick with you. Oh, who? Which one? Yeah, which one of us? Don't pick on you. You're Billy Matter. No, no, with Ron, of course. <laughs> I want to know why this show has got a much better intro theme than Ghost Chronicles International. Uh, Ian hates that intro. It's <laughs> yeah, so long, Stephen. It's, it's the longest introduction ever. Yeah, it's the one that keeps it. He keeps it. But you will not believe. Well, so we're just telling lies the whole show. All our oh, guests God. are telling lies. You it's will British, not believe. It's a British thing, you know. <laughs> They're so like, you know, I don't know. You don't yeah. know? Yeah, what, what, what is it they say? Uh, two, two nations separated by a common language? Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Spe- I always thought it was two nations separated by Richard Felix, but that could be wrong. <laughs> and, and, several, and several caskets of tea, wasn't it? Ah, there you go. It, anyways, we, we had a really great show. I mean, the, the, the two shows, and this is Ghost Chronicles International, um, which is uh, on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. our time, 8 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, or whatever you call it over there. What do you, what do you call it over there? Uh, imperial Time. Yeah, Imperial Time. Right. <laughs> Still trying to push the... Well, we have the Imperial Gallon, so how come you don't have the Imperial Gallon if you have Imperial Time? Uh, because we're now trying to... Well, no. Our government so would very much like us. Mm-hmm. Our government are trying to force us into Europe. Oh, oh God bless you. <laughs> so we've, we've, we, we've been decimalized, metricized. Right. Uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, haven't you always been uh, serfs of the uh, French anyways? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell that to many English people. Uh, the answer to that is absolutely not. <laughs> See, I, I, I can talk big actually, on this side of the pond because I get a long way to get, it rid of, get, me, get me. Ron can get in trouble anywhere. In no, any no, language. No, the, the English and the French have got this understanding. You see, after Germany had invaded them twice and we'd had to go over and save them, this time we built them a tunnel under the channel so they can come over. Thank yeah, you. but it's it, it, yeah, but yeah. When they try, they blow it up because it's all rigged with dynamite. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it is. It's actually, true. It really is. Remind me there, but, another bone to pick with with North America. Thanks for sending the French Benjamin Franklin. What? What? You sent Ben Franklin over to the French to uh, start the revolution over there. Oh, he was. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, but he went to the uh, Hellfire Club too, which is really exciting as well. Yeah, but he didn't manage to start a revolution over here, did he? We kept well, you know, that's because you guys kept him busy, that's all, running around in the dark <laughs> with half-naked women in the, in the tunnels. That's, I mean, oh. that's, you know, that's pretty preoccupied. You say we're not just pretty faces. It might be a very small country, the size of the Florida panhandle, but our, our ability to cause trouble, second to none. <laughs> so there you go. Anyways, uh, 
It's it's good to have you on the show. And and actually, I wanted to mention uh, we are broadcasting live on TojiNet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And you know, it, it, you, you and Ann have really never met or, or uh, really conversed too much. I know. I think you've been on the show one time with Ann, right, Ann? Yes, I think yes, it's, yeah. we have. Right. Yeah. Well, well, Steve is Steve is 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 very uh, cerebral. I mean, he's very. Uh, He's very educated, and in fact, he brought a young lady on the show on Tuesday, uh, Deborah Oates, who uh, was unbelievable. I mean, she was absolutely fantastic with all this modeling and stuff, because mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, picture modeling. I didn't realize it was mathematical, so it kind of blew my image. <laughs> <laughs> Ron's been listening to the podcast now for the 30th time, trying to understand what Debs was talking about. <laughs> I need a translator. <laughs> she knows sure. her stuff. There is absolutely, and you would be amazed that she was absolutely fantastic. I mean, the two shows, the international show and, and the uh, Next Generation, and as well as the Money Show, they each have their own flavor and their own yeah. things. Uh, um, it, it's good. I really like it. You know, I mean, you know, Steve's really smart and you're blonde. So, I mean, that's oh. we separate things. <laughs> you are going to get that slug. You are. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing though. Um, Anne's fortunate; she doesn't uh, have to appear on that terrible header poster that we have for Ghost Chronicles International, <laughs> where, where Ron and I look like a pair of Satsumas with Cal in the middle. Who? Who? <laughs> Cal? Who's Cal? Uh, yeah. The stunt double. The stunt standing. He's he's, he's still doing input. He's still selling war bonds. I told you. He's, uh, <laughs> he'll be back. I uh, he's, I've, he's I've no idea Richard, when. But he's turning into Richard Felix. You know that. Uh oh. Uh, what he rolls his sleeves up and sells ice creams. Oh, no. You leave, you leave Richard alone. I love Richard. Richard, was, I, I had the best times with Richard. Absolutely the best. I, I really he, do miss him. Not that I, I mean I, I, not. You know, Richard I, is an fun. absolute character. He's he's a, a great friend and a great hero of mine. But he is he's he's one of the most affable uh, men I I know. He's a fabulous storyteller. I, his ability to hold an audience and um, I can't say the next word because it's live radio. <laughs> 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 but the first part of it's bull. Uh, <laughs> I think Ron just said that last week, so you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I probably did, knowing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> he, he is fantastic. But, uh, it, you know, I had something I was going to say. I forgot what it was. Oh, uh-huh. but it, one of the things that, um, you know, uh, Steve is, is, is really a, a serious researcher, which we really lack in this country. We don't have enough serious researchers in the ghost field. It was an echo. Can you hear that? What? I hear an echo. It's <gasps> Hello. Is my phone line haunted? I hear somebody going, hello. <laughs> oh, that was me. Um, who was the question aimed at, Ron? I don't know. I totally forgot what it was when I was, you know, I, I have that ADS and I just get so distracted. So well, you, you said there's not enough. Oh, serious researchers. That's right. And and we were ta- we touched about it a little bit on, on the other show and, and uh, we, you know, to our, our you know, People like Stephen and, and uh, Miss Oates, uh, Oaks, and uh, Cal, and, and Karen O'Keefe, and I mean, they're like the minority uh, in this country. I mean, the mainstream is the people that just run around with devices and, 
and get a little bit of evidence. I mean, they don't really, they collect so much evidence, but they never really do all the analyzing it. They don't really, you know, it, nothing ever becomes of it. You know, they, they post their little pictures on uh, YouTube or whatever, but, uh, you know, it, it just, it seems like a waste. I mean, because there, there is so much information being collected, uh, yet there's no one that's really, you know, I don't know. I mean, we probably had this discussion before, but I mean, you know, a guy like uh, um, Steve has has done thousands and thousands of hours in one location, and that's that's never been done in, in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you actually, Ron, as we said as we said yesterday, um, you have an equal history of psychical research over there too. We talked about the American Society for Psychical Research, founded in 1884, uh-huh. uh, not not very far away from you, down in Boston. Um, uh-huh. And it worked very, very close with the British Society for Psychical Research. And you've got some, you know, some of the great names in psychical research are Americans, Richard Hodgson, James Hislop. Uh, we talked about Herowood Carrington yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've done some great investigations uh, looking at the, the works uh, of the psychic medium Marjorie, which was Mina Crandon. Um, but, but Stephen, but you, you mentioned all those great names. If I mention those out, out today, nobody's even going to know who they are. If you mention like Jason Hawes or, or Zach yeah. Beggins, uh, they know who they are. I mean, you know, these were, right, they were serious researchers, but they're not the ones that are getting all the publicity. They're not the ones that all the people going into it are really looking up to. They're looking up to these TV characters, which is... Well, uh, they're celebrities. I, I know, yeah. but... It, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah, but let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're throwing compliments out to us over here, but Cal, Debs, Anne, uh, myself... Kieran, um, we are in the minority because there is there is probably ninety five percent of British ghost hunters. You know, if I started talking about Oliver Lodge or William Barrett or William Crooks, mm-hmm. British members of the SPR, the Society for Psychical Research, they wouldn't have a blind clue who I was talking about. <laughs> so the situation's exactly mirrored over here. Oh, it um, is. You know, <laughs> but I, I can't I, understand that because you you know this is what the the 150th anniversary of the London Ghost Club or something like that? Is, is that what it is? Uh, that's right, formed in 1882. Um, 1882, imagine that. I mean, right. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that's nearly older than your country. Um, nearly older than me, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. But, I, you know, the, the Ghost Club, it, 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 to be fair, though, the Ghost Club, it, it, is, it's, um, it has been going uh, more or less continuously. It's a bit like... Uh, like the old broom, it's had four new handles and three new heads. Yeah, well, you, yeah. <laughs> but it's That's still the Ghost Club, though, right? and this this weekend they celebrate their hundred and fiftieth uh, anniversary with a a small small conference event in London. Um, but we pre pre even that the, there was the Cambridge Ghost Society, um, which was formed in the eighteen sixties. Um, as, a, as an organization to study the phenomena. But that was the same as, uh, I mean, you over in North America, you also had organizations. You had the Cyber Commission um, set up to, to study these phenomena way back in the, uh, the, you know, the middle part of the 19th century. It's a shared heritage, both sides of the Atlantic. Um, you know, f- some of the great experiments that, that were devised for the SPR were based on the work of the American chemist Robert Hare. 
um, who, who divide, you know, he was one of the very first people to use scientific methods. He used um, spring balances and, and thermometers, you know, in the, in the study of psychical phenomena. Um, so it's a great unit. It's a great shared heritage we have. But I mean, we had we had great industrialists like uh, Thomas Edison and and Faraday mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, Hammond. Uh, they all, you know, you know, these are big names in in the in the beginning of of our great technical advancement, and they all delved into it and and did research. And we we don't hear anything about that. You know, we don't hear about Bill Gates or or uh, <laughs> uh, Steve Jobs. You know, he's dead now, but uh, you know when he was alive. You know, delving into this stuff other than apps for the Apple phone, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and of Go course Faraday on. probably did one of the very first experiments um, in psychical research. Uh, because he he couldn't accept the fact that spirit, the spiritualists were telling him that the tables were tipping and tilting spontaneously, and mm-hmm. he devised one of the very first rigorous experiments to test the idea that the the motive force for the table was actually coming from the sitters with his double top spring loaded table. Right. So I mean that's cool stuff. Right. And you know, I, I know that you you uh, really. Uh, I mean, you, you always poo poo the uh, K two meter and a lot of those other toys that we have that we use for investigating. And uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of research and, and looked at them more seriously since speaking with you. And I do see the flaws in it. Uh, but I mean, they're all they're trying. For instance. Uh, I just put this out, and I wanted you to see it. The digital dowsing, which I put the link on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page. Um, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a new new device, and, and we were talking about EMF meters, uh, Stephen. Do you remember? And you how how they were saying they're they're basically one axis. Well, they've devised a new one uh, that's actually a uh, three axis EMF sensor. Uh, that would be the EMF ITC, is it? Is that the one I'm looking at? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. You, can you see it's their well, brand new one? They just they just unloaded it. Uh, it's a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, order yours today. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Order it today, or because it's going up to a uh, hundred and nine dollars. Yeah, uh, you've got to hand it to these people. They're certainly creative. I mean, just below that, we've got the Ol- the Ovilus X revision. Yeah, I got bit. that. I bought yeah. that. Um, <laughs> $225 plus the $120 for the digital add-on because you can't understand what the hell that electronic voice is saying. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a noisy little thing. I, I like this one here. It says, uh, are we getting messages embedded in EMF? The boring EMF meter ends in 2013. Mm-hmm. There you go. So rush out and buy one, Ron. Well, I you probably wish, will. You know, I mean, I have to. I, if I'm going to criticize these things or, or you know, I've got to look at them just as I would look into to regular no. dowsing or, or, or uh, uh, mediums or, or whatever they come up with, uh, Reiki or whatever. I've always got to at least attempt to understand them by either doing or buying. And so, I mean, well, let me ask you this. I mean, this thing, would you buy it and, and to at least see if there's a, it has any validity at all to it? Well, you, you, you know that you're absolutely spot on, um, that we, we do have to go out and buy these damn things. Um, yeah, we've got, I've got a box of them here. Uh, we call it the zoo. We call it the zoo. Uh, <laughs> be, because you have to go out and 
you know, you have to test the claims being made by by the manufacturers and by the investigators using them. And so, you know, we have to have them shipped over and we have to take them out on ghost hunts and, and see exactly what it is that they're doing. And it's not just the meters themselves. It's, it's almost all of the iPhone, iPad apps. You know, we've had to check them out as well. Right. Um, the mag light, you know, when, when ghost hunters started talking to their torches, um, <laughs> you know, uh, we we also had to go out and you know replicate those experiments just to be absolutely certain that that um, that they weren't doing something untoward, something unusual. And this goes back to what Debs was saying yesterday on the show about you have to approach all of these things, however bizarre that they might sound, because we don't know for certain that the answer doesn't lie there, but. I think common sense and logic does have to play a part. There has to come a a point at which uh, the, you know there's a trade-off, isn't there? How much money are you going to spend? Because really, it's only going into the pockets of these people that are creating these devices and putting mm-hmm. these. Okay. I'm just looking at this blue screen underneath the the opening picture and trying to work out: is that written in Klingon? I was just trying to. Um, I was going to say that. Like, what you, is don't, it? you don't understand that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it looks it's, like a, uh, it's Klingon, isn't know. it? It's, it, it's subliminal. You have to actually, you know, go in a really? trance state, and, and actually, it will all come clear to you. <laughs> I'll tell you what it does look like. It looks like, um, well, the message I'm perceiving from that is that they're dealing with a, I think that's a U.S. Coast Guard pilot looking at those wings. Like Coast Guard pilots' wings are. Um, and there's a ship. There's a ship uh, with its uh, ramps down, and so clearly it might be a naval aviator. Uh, and clouds. Um, I see clouds. Clouds above. Clouds. So, well, so, so you we're guys are deal- matrixing. You guys are matrixing. So, That's your problem. Uh-huh. But you got to realize no, no. now. When you're looking minute, at the, when this you're is actually a message. It, it relates to the Battle of Midway. Oh, okay. Very good. I can go. see that. But Isn't it clear? When you, when you look at that screen, what do you see? You see either dark squares or you see light squares. So what is that? That's binary. Ones and zeros. No. So we do have a message there. Well, yes, I, I, I can see clearly what the message says, and it's actually um, <laughs> it's actually to the right of it. Have you seen the advert on the right-hand side? I think, it's, I think it sums up the meter quite accurately. You, you couldn't have asked for better synchronicity than the advert for septic tank emptying, could you? <laughs> oh, I don't have that one. I don't either. <laughs> right beneath all of the, on, to the right of it, as I'm looking at the screen, you've got oh. uh, a, a row of iPhone, iPad app things. And oh, then beneath right. it, ad choices have put up septic tank emptying, A1 drains and jetting. Oh, we don't have that. Nope, I don't it's, have it's, that. It's a UK advert that's been put onto it, but it's septic tank go. emptying. It, it couldn't have been. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really for you. So, look, I want to ask Ian, because Ian, I mean, no offense to Ian, I mean, no, I'm not saying this because she's blonde either. Yes, you are. You're both <laughs> Yes. But, I mean, you don't really have a, a big technical background. I do not. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, when you see all these meters and stuff and everything, do you, what do you think of them? As, you know, a consumer that, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say an un, 
educated consumer. <laughs> I believe I believe you are educated. <laughs> As a dumb blonde? No. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, I mean seriously. When you see when you see you know things like the mag like thing, like the K two meter mm-hmm. dowsing, in which I taught in, by the way. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I believe you've mentioned that before. What, yes. what do you believe? I mean, how do you take that when 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 you see this stuff in operation, or or you hear people talk about it? I, you know, I I'm another one of those people that I mean. <laughs> I'm not overly impressed by it. I mean, do I think it works sometimes? Maybe, but I guess I don't really understand, you know, how it works. Um, mm-hmm. I've always just like I, I have my pendulum, and I have my video camera, and I'm I'm I. When it boils right down to it, I want to see it. Um, so I can have all the lights in the world blowing up, but I, I, I believe what I see with my eyes mm-hmm. and I see on my video camera. Yeah. So it comes down to personal experiences. I think so. I really do. I mean, I, I have all the, and I have all these toys too. I, I know you have, do. I don't have this. Itchy You've got some other that. toys I don't even want to talk about, but that's. But, uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to talk about that, but. Um, I don't know. I I could totally live without the toys. Well, I, I think I'm with Anne on this one, Ron. Um, I think okay. that we, we we there is a tendency in modern ghost hunting um, to to almost clothes maketh the man, but flight cases and equipment maketh the ghost hunter. You know, we you can't investigate the paranormal now unless you arrive in you know a fleet of blacked out um, SUVs <laughs> with with you know. The back half half filled full of flight cases and the right. the combat fleece and the baseball cap. <laughs> you know what are we actually there to do? And hit the nail on the head. It's it's a paranormal experience. We are there to try and gain some personal insight and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can then share some of that uh, by way of research with others, then that's so be it. But I think ultimately every single one of us. You know, even if we go right the way back to Edison and Faraday and the early investigators, they're all in it for themselves. We are all in it for to gain our own personal uh, understanding, our right. own, and and have that experience. People say to you, you know, why do you why did you become a ghost hunter? And the, the realistic and honest answer has to be because I want to see a ghost. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> If they exist, so I mean that's the key thing. But anyways, I, I do hear the beats. Uh, can you hang on a little bit after the uh, break, uh, Stephen? I hate to. I know it's really late there. Oh, it's really early, but I'll hang on. <laughs> really early. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ian Carrigan and Ron Kolick, and our very special guest is my co-star of uh, Ghost Chronicles International, Mr. Stephen Parsons. We'll be right back at the following messages on Tojanet, Parex, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. 
We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest, Stephen Parsons. There you go, right here on TojiNet, Parallax, Ghost Channel, and beyond. If you have any questions, by the way, you can certainly uh, join us in the TojiNet chat room or the Parallax chat room or our page, which is what, Ann? Oops, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we are Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation on Facebook, and hop on there and like us. Uh-huh. And, you know, one thing I, w- I want to mention about is um, all this equipment, I do like it. I think it's it's cool stuff. Um, can it prove anything? I'm I re- really not sure on that. I mean, I teach a course at Northern Nexus called Paranormal CSI, and we use ghost hunting equipment. But the, the idea is to not so much the equipment that you're using, but the thought behind it is that you have to analyze the evidence, whatever that evidence is, and how you collected it, and make your determination from that. So it's more of a, a line of thinking rather than the gadgets. The gadgets are there, but I, I do like my gadgets. And, and the other thing is, you know what, I don't know if they can really prove anything, because when you're talking the paranormal, I mean, you're almost talking religion. You're talking a belief. I mean, Steve, once again, no, you know, orbs are definitely trash to him but i mean <laughs> some people uh orbs are really something they're they're a spirit they belong to somebody they mean something to that particular person and you know so it's really hard not to uh take that into consideration when you when you do this oh dead science okay hello steve steve yeah, I, I thought oh. you were talking to Anne. Um, no, I, I'm sorry. I thought he was talking to you. <laughs> my, my, my position on orbs, I think, is well known. I, yeah. But I, as, as, I've also, I've, as I've also made clear on numerous occasions, mm-hmm. the research that was done with the stereo cameras um, mm-hmm. really only demonstrated that that type of phenomena was not paranormal and was mm-hmm. mundane. But there are lots of other phenomena. Over here in the UK, we have a... We have something called the corpse candle, which has been uh, reported continuously for nearly 400 years. Oh, and it's described more. as a little glowing ball of light that's a, uh-huh. a precursor, a presentient of death. Um, now, clearly, that's not an orb. You know, that's, that's not the, the same phenomena. Um, so I've always tried to make it absolutely clear that the experiment demonstrated that one particular type of phenomena, that the recent one, uh, mm-hmm. Involving digital cameras and digital video cameras mm-hmm. is the one that we, you know, demonstrated. I believe conclusively as as having a mundane uh, explanation, but it doesn't rule out a whole, you know, raft of other similar 
phenomena that, that, that may be, you know, are experienced by people. Um, the silence at the start was I was reading more about um, the products that we were oh, talking about earlier. So you were quite impressed with them, I assume. Uh, well, I was very impressed uh, with the honesty of the company because when you click on the About the Products page, the first line says, For Entertainment Purposes Only. And then it says, this is all we can say until someone has absolute proof one way or the other. A joke, question mark, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So so give them your $250 by all means, Ron, because they're they're purely for entertainment. (laughs) There you go. I'm with Dan. I'll just use a notebook, a pen, and a camera. (laughs) That sounds good to me. But, I mean, you know, we had... There is some, you know, for instance, uh, we had Nick uh, Groff, I think his name is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Groff from the Ghost Adventures on last uh, week on the show. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things, I don't know, if do you, do you get the Ghost Adventures in the UK? Yes, we, we have two shows a night at 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Oh, and, you um, lucky guys. We, all, we turn off the lights and we wait for lockdown. <laughs> You wait for you wait for Zach. Wait for Zach. Yeah, lockdown. Oh, and anyway, it's Call met with up. barrage of lock them up. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you know you know what's interesting though don't is take you know it I always seriously. I, I always thought when we, we we talked to Nick on the show and Jeff Belanger was here as well, mm-hmm. you know, and we talked a little bit about the lockdown thing, and I always thought that was for dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the, their show was just the three of them. I mean, they, they film it and they. That's it. It's just the three of them. There's no crew. There's nothing else. So their lockdown is to prevent anyone else from coming in. So if they do see a person, uh, they know that it's someone that isn't there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, I, you see... You, Go ahead. It's, it's made for television, isn't it? it? Its prime directive is to entertain and to sell advertising revenue. It's not... True. It's prime directive is not to investigate. Um, now, you know, I don't know the guys. I, I can only... And I know from working on Most Haunted that, uh, should we say, integrity takes second place to, to advertising <laughs> revenue sometimes. You're not um, saying anything, are you? So, so you know... It is an entertainment television program, and if you view it as an entertainment television program, all of these shows do their job, and they do it brilliantly well. I mean, Ghost Hunters is probably one of the most entertaining TV shows that, that, that's doing the rounds. I mean, you know, hundreds of thousands of people here in the UK, probably millions over there in America, tune in to watch Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, but chasing around in the dark and, you know, dude, run! And some <laughs> of the great one-liners. Uh, and it, it's, you know, it, it's slapstick television. It's like, it's like <laughs> ghost hunting, isn't it? People go out on a Saturday night, but they're not really investigating the paranormal. I'm going to get shot in a minute, but... <laughs> you but probably truth, will, you know that. But truthfully, let's, you know, let's boil it down here. It's really a night, a social night out with, with friends. It's, it's become a, the interactive scary movie without the popcorn. <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, all these ghost hunting groups that are out there, they believe they're doing serious work. I mean, it was, it, it's hard to say that they're not because that's what they believe. Mm-hmm. Mm, 
yeah, they might believe they are, but, you know, there are lots of history but shows. You're being critical because you're looking at it academically, or uh, is, is that, I mean, you tell me. No. That's, I'm trying to no. understand. Um, you know, all of the great, all of the great scientific discoveries have been made by amateurs. If we look in terms of astrology and physics and biology and chemistry, amateurs make the biggest contributions, and scientists sort of trail along at the back, ridiculing the amateurs and then grabbing the headlines at the end and claiming the glory. What amateurs? You can remember that Einstein was an amateur um, when he was a patent clerk. Um, Amateurs can, can do the work. You don't have to be a scientist to do science, but what you do have to do is work to a standard. And there are so many really, really good amateur investigators st- stuck in these groups being misled and misguided by, by television shows right. as giving them the only direction that they, that they have because... Dusty old organisations like the Society for Psychical Research produce very interesting research in its journals, but it's it's written in impenetrable academic language. Mm -hmm. You know, the internet and most haunted and ghost hunters is so much more exciting for people. But there are are, you know there are thousands of people uh, both sides of the Atlantic who would. You know, they're itching to... They, they do believe that they're doing or would like to do serious investigation work. And there are lots and lots of them that are. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rush to get it back onto YouTube, the rush to get your EVP onto Facebook, Facebook yeah. um, and the, the other social media, the rush to wear the fleeces and to carry the flight cases, <laughs> this, is, this is where they're being misled and misguided. And if only they could access the resources to give them the 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 direction and the ability to up their game i think you would see people like uh you know the serious parapsychologists like cal and kieran and others sitting up and taking notice instead of sneering at the amateur researchers mm-hmm. so let me ask you this why don't we have, why doesn't, uh, you know, people like Karen and Cal and yourself and, and many of the other people in the, in the Ghost Club and SPR, and why don't they get together and write out some protocols that these ghost hunting groups can use? And it doesn't have to be perfect because we, we understand we're no longer in the laboratory, we're on the field, but we can have certainly guidelines that maybe if all groups use these, we can actually collect some useful data. Do you know, that, that's the holy grail, um, and it's been tried. Kieran and I tried it for uh, two, two and a half years with So You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, there, have been, there have been others who've, who've tried to take, or, or not, not take the message, that just sounds wrong, it sounds like missionaries, but to <laughs> give people... Well, it is in a way, actually. <laughs> it is in a way, but to give people the opportunity, and the response is, has, has been, well, why do I want to be a ghost hunter? Because I am already or you can't tell me anything about it because there are no experts in the paranormal. Um, You hit the nail on the head before when you talked about you're dealing with people, almost quasi-religious beliefs. People believe that their methods are the correct ones. They believe that the information they get from table tipping or from the K2 
or from whatever method they choose is the correct one and it's working for them. And, you know, the question is, who am I to tell them that they're doing it wrong? Um, you know, I have my methods and my methods produce results that I believe are sound and stand scrutiny. But there are 10,000 people out there who will claim exactly the same thing for their methods too. You know, I will fight my corner for my methodology um, and they will fight their corner for their methodology. And, of course, you have to deal with ego. It boils down to ego. Oh, you don't even want to go there. (laughs) Well, you can't tell me what to do. Who are you? Exactly. Uh, well, that's, and, that's the biggest problem. People have right. said, um, why can't we regulate the paranormal here in the UK? Why can't you oh, I can't uh, believe that. <laughs> impose some form of ethics uh, on people going into people's homes? Um, and it doesn't work because you, you, you are dealing with egos. Um, mm-hmm. People, who's going to regulate the regulators? Exactly. And, right. and who appoints the regulators? You know who what I'm appoints saying? the regulators? In fact, yeah. over here we have an, a third organisation called the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena, uh, ASAP. And they've been going, uh, this is their 31st year. um, And last year, they appointed themselves as the official spokesbody for all paranormal investigator, uh, all, um, not just spokesbody, but regulatory body for all UK paranormal investigators. And, 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 and how do they enforce regulation? I'm sorry, I don't, exactly. I don't get that. Exactly. And, <laughs> and the other thing as well is, you know, I, I am a ghost hunter and ASAP is a broad, broad, spec, it's a broad field paranormal uh, research organisation that incorporates... Uh, ufologists and cryptozoologists and and all these sort of uh, other 14 and earth mysteries and how can you regulate what i do uh by putting me under the same sort of banner of ethics as somebody that sits in a field all night waiting for elvis to come back it's <laughs> it's just not going to work is it uh, you know you should if you want to educate people about ethics and and Asking the sort of questions of, you know, who's going who's gonna, to, who are you going to let into your house, not who you're going to call. Um, it's the public, it's the clients that you need to be educating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. The, the, because the interest, the, the thing is, I mean, uh, I can see definitely somebody uh, like you, uh, and, and even my, myself perhaps, uh, or, or Cal, that takes the equipment that people are using. Uh, I'm just trying to say if this is even possible. Uh, uh, And they take that equipment and actually use some type of a protocol for it. So is that possible, Steve? So, for instance, if you're going to go out in the field and you're using a K2 meter, okay, so you know know all the flaws of a K2 meter. Mm -hmm. So... You can, can you, is it possible to write a, a protocol where we can accept the evidence collected from that under certain conditions? Uh, it, it's not just possible, it, it's actually uh, essential. 
Um, and something when we took the K2 meters out into the field, it's something that we had to prepare in advance because otherwise the, the information that we'd be getting from the K2 meters uh, would have been useless and, uh, you know, effectively a, a time waste. Um, so we did have to design and experiment. Um, you know, what, what, what were we taking them out for? What was the idea of taking one of these meters into the field? What was the questions that we were trying to obtain answers? So I don't mean the questions relating to the spirits, but relating to the meter itself. Um, so you do have to design. I mean, that's, that's the basic, you know, premise of science, design the hypothesis, um, or, or create the hypothesis, ask the question and then design the experiment. So, yeah, it's 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 perfectly easy, perfectly easy to do. Um, but what generally happens with with these sort of gadgets is people read the A five sheet of paper that comes with it. It says if the lights, if the green light flashes, there's a spirit presence. And of course, you know they've seen the mates doing it, and they've seen the 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 K two um, or the torch being used on on ghost hunters, and that must be the right way because it was on television. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, you know what? I, fact, I, most Andy people just, don't read the instructions, do they? Let's be honest. No, nobody does. If you're, if you're <laughs> a man in the United States, men do, don't read instructions. It's, it's no, when all else fails, it's, uh, you read the instruction. That's that's our model. But you know, Angie just Angie just joined us. Training here. Yeah, Angie <laughs> just joined us in the chat room, and and she's they were talking about why people do things, and and she said. It's for fun. And there are people out there that do it for yeah. fun. So well, we shouldn't actually we hold them. Yeah, well, we shouldn't actually. Should we hold them up to the same standards as someone who's, uh, quote, serious about it or, or consider themselves serious about it? Do you know, I had this question a few weeks ago from um, an amateur investigator here. Um, Go ahead. If, if, if you're going out and you're spending a night with your, with your friends in a haunted house, um, having a night out, hoping to have a personal experience and maybe using one or two of these, these gadgets, then that, that, that's fine. You know, I, I, perfectly, perfectly acceptable. When you then call it an investigation, when you then put the results online as serious results of you know, some sort of contribution to the greater field of knowledge um, or sell it to members of the public as a science investigation, and that happens many, many times at public events, um, then you're, mis- you're misleading, um, and that's where I think there, there should be issues. Um, you know, if you want to go out for an, uh, an entertaining, spooky night out, fine. Um, and there are plenty of organisations over here and over there that will mm-hmm. that will cater for that, but if if you then you know if you you're, you're searching for a night out or for you know you want to do ghost investigation, you go on the internet, you find an organisation that's offering you the opportunity to learn how to investigate, to use the, the the tools and equipment, to be led by a medium, to work mm-hmm. with trained investigators, and when you get there. It's actually an events company selling you an entertainment, an entertaining night out under mm-hmm. the guise of an investigation. Mm-hmm. Then that's where the, I think there's a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with but that. But we all should be doing it for fun. <laughs> well, 
I think we all do it, but we, if we didn't enjoy it, we shouldn't be right. doing it, to be honest right. with you. Well, I say enjoy it. I mean, you know, ghost hunting, one o'clock in the morning. I, I'm not talking about now, but, you know, you, you're sitting there at one o'clock in the morning and there's not much fun left then. The computer. No, I mean, you, you're down on the coffee. Well, we do. I mean, Ian and I, well, we just finish up and go eat, don't we? That's right. We yeah. just go have breakfast. <laughs> You know, we should, we should, we could learn something there from the Taps guys um, from Super Mario Brothers because I've never seen them finish an entire night. These guys they roll up with their with their SUVs full of equipment, and by the time they spent three hours getting it all rolled out, then Jason, you, know, you just says, "All right, time to pack up," and you know, two hours later they've got it all in the SUV and they've gone home again. Uh-huh. You know, you know, how long does their investigation actually take? <laughs> Well, you know it's TV, so they just cut it all out. But it's a it's a cute little premise there, anyway. And I like the reveal the next morning. You know, they've they've got time to uh, to get showered in. I, 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 that kills me. I don't know how how they can do that. I mean, you collect so much data; it's it's unfreaking believable. Believable how much data and to go through it and uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've cut down on a number of investigations that I'm doing because. It's just so time-consuming. I mean, of course, they, they've got their flunkies just to do it for oh, them, so yeah. I guess that works. Of course. Right. But like, the most boring thing in the world is sitting and looking at IR camera footage. Right. But Actually, there's a, there's a little trick that um, is, is sort of doing the rounds over here. It's, we've been using it for a, for a number of years, and, and others are uh, picking up on it too. If you, when you're watching the video playback footage from a camcorder or, or a CCTV camera, um, watch it at um, one, one, one point three times or one and a half times normal speed. A, mm-hmm. your eight-hour tape only lasts six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Small object movements and motions are actually more visible. Right. Um, oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a good little trick if you're playing back footage, reviewing video footage, you just speed it up uh, fractionally. Right. That makes total sense just, to me. Just because you would see something, it would almost see, it's jump. About, it's about education as well as entertainment. Right. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm going to go out and do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hear this show at 1.5 and <laughs> it'll be over in 45 minutes? There you go. There you Actually, go. <laughs> no, if if you do, Ron, Anne and I'll just talk really slowly <laughs> and uh, I'll <laughs> last exactly the same length of time. There you go. We'll thwart you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, we're so critical. I mean, I posted on my Facebook page because, to be honest, I'm getting really kind of fed up with it. You know, people just are way too serious. There are a lot of people that are doing it, like Angie. She wants to do it for the fun. I mean, that's, you know, there is nothing wrong with that, absolutely nothing wrong with it. And yet people will totally destroy these people that they're just out there for enjoyment or, you know, to learn or to experience something themselves. And and, and the funny part about it, most of these people that, that uh, do the uh, bully whipping are, are the ones that barely do anything themselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, just... Do you know, ghost is if, if you ever came out with, with our team, Parascience, you would, I don't think you would recognize this as uh, a ghost hunt because one of the things that we were, we were very, very keen on um, identifying and trying to solve was the fact that when the original witness ex, uh, experience was reported, it was 
it was very, very commonly uh, the case that they were not ghost hunting. They were watching TV or, or working or doing whatever they had to do throughout right. the day or exactly. night. And we took a group of people in there and we sat them down and we were going, right, look for ghosts. And immediately you're changing the, the mindset and the expectation and uh, the belief of people is being affected. So we had to devise a method where people were, as much as possible, not ghost hunting. And so what we do is we sit them in pairs and we allow them to talk and, and read books and you know, tell jokes. And it's, it's just like this radio show. It's just like two people sitting in a room. And the analogy we, the analogy we use is if you're watching your favorite television show and a big fat spider walks across the carpet, you don't miss it. But if you're sitting in the dark, half asleep on your own, you know, bored out your mind or terrified mm -hmm. of, of the shadows in the corner, you're not going to see the spider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the interesting thing. I, I mean, I mean I'm, trying to get you, I'm trying to get you over here, and, uh, and I would like to see what you guys do, and hopefully, you know, that perhaps we can adapt some of the, the methods that you use. I mean, that's, that's one of my goals. And, 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 you know, and also show you what we do and, and to, to get your input on yeah. it one way or the other. So I, I think that would be a good exchange. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely my goals. And, wow, you know, I've, I've kept you on way too long. I didn't realize it was so late. I, I apologize, Stephen. No, no, it's, uh, well, you know, ghost hunters, we work nights. That's right. You stick to these hours. <laughs> you know, I'm going to phone you at midnight. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> good luck if you wake him up. <laughs> yeah, good luck is right. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, for me to do because 5 a.m. about that time my son wakes up so uh, I uh, give Ron a five, ring on Skype. <laughs> 5 a.m. Five a.m. My cat wakes me up to be fed. <laughs> that would be fine with me because 5 a.m. your time would be midday here. Right there you go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go, Stephen. I want to thank you so much. Join us uh, no, Tuesdays at. At three, uh, three o'clock Eastern Standard Time, or, or eight o'clock Imperial Time, Greenwich Mean Time, or whatever European time it is, British, and, uh, British Colonial Time. I've read British it. Colonial Time, and join us for Ghost Chronicles International on TojiNet, uh, Ghost Channel, Pararex, and wherever else it's being. So, Stephen, thank you so much. Try to get some sleep because five o'clock comes will, early. I, just, just to reciprocate, we should have Anne on Ghost Chronicles International in a couple of weeks. Then, oh, do we have to? Yes. <laughs> She's got a far nicer voice than you. Oh, wow. Well, the pizza's here. Well, you know what, you met, you know what, Steve, hang on. You might as well wait till the end of the show. There's two minutes left. Right. <laughs> so we, we, we have the pizza. The pizza's here. And we can probably, did you know that Anne is a taffophile? Is it what? <laughs> is that legal? She, she was convicted for it, yep. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Anne, I don't even know what that is. A taphophile is uh, basically someone who loves to uh, go look at tombstones. Ah, tombstones. well, you you would have a, a great deal in common with my co-conspirator in Parascience, who's also uh -huh. called Anne, who spends almost uh -oh. every one of her waking hours in graveyards. Oh, see? see? It must be something to do with the name. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I actually, well, you know what? On, it's a good job we're not on Skype because I collect religious memorabilia, um, oh. crucifixes and saints and nice. little. Are you serious? Religious. Oh, I'm deadly serious. Um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a religious person, right? Um, 
each to their own. <laughs> but I have what? a large collection of, of saintly figures and crucifixes. And oh. I would love to see that. I mean, that, uh, that is simply amazing. Some of them are quite tacky. A, I've got a glitter, <laughs> uh, purple glitter Jesus. <laughs> Um, and some of them are quite ancient, you know, some of them are four or five hundred years old, but oh, wow. um, God yeah. bless the Catholics. Right. <laughs> Thank you very much. They always make it a good show. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Anyways, uh, speaking about that, did you uh, see on my Facebook page, Ronald Kolick, that fabulous uh, Van Helsing ghost hunting, I mean, uh, vampire kit that I got? I did. I- yeah, I, I noticed it too. It just looked like a pair of red ripped curtains. <laughs> it's wooden stakes, wooden a big wooden rods, stake and a hammer. Holy water, a hammer, all the cool stuff. You're, go- you're going to love the crucifix uh, I'm wearing right now, which is uh, it's 400 years old. It's sl- uh, Slavic. Uh, on the back of it, in um, Cyrillic writing, is a prayer to protect you against the undead there you go anyways we're just about out of time thank you so much uh and yes. thank you it's always a pleasure speaking oh, with you and and yeah. uh and it's been a week. real pleasure ron <laughs> <laughs> thank you Stephen. you can come back anytime <laughs> all right everyone good night and god bless thanks for listening talk to you next week yep bye-bye good night From goalies to ghosties, well, all I want to do is party down. Come along with me, we'll.